do 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 Making your way in the world today takes everything you got. This comes to us from Jordan Maywood. Next up, we have Jordan. He's going to tell a joke. We got an answer for Jordan Maywood. Yes, Wood May. Hello, this is Penn Gillette. The possibility exists that if I were to actually listen to the Liberal Cube podcast featuring host Jordan Maywood, I could potentially enjoy it. Eh, I'll ring an endorsement, I guess. Potentially enjoy this episode, which will start after the other half of my magical comedy duo, Teller, gives us a countdown. Take it away, Teller. Hello, welcome to the LibroCube. Uh, my name is Jordan Mayot, and I am the lackadaisical LibroCube realist. This show is like a journey into the mind. Mind specifically mind. As what I do, do, <laughs> is pour forth all the media I have consumed. Should I watch a television show? Or a movie? Or read a book? Which I suppose is watching. You're watching the page. Should I do any of those things, or things similar to those things, things, I will bring it back here and discuss it with you. Will it be a discussion? No, as it's one-sided. However, should you email, tweet, uh, insta, although I don't think I say that in the closing credits. I should perhaps add it. It's a nerd cane. Contact me in any way that would make it a little more conversational. Um, folks should mention, perhaps, at this point, uh, that I do believe, maybe, although I cannot say with 100% certainty, uh, decided to uh, record during the week, which I haven't done in a while, uh, but also decided uh, to record uh, just after smoking lots and lots of weeds. So I wonder, I ponder curious of uh will that have an effect so far i think it may have <laughs> so what i'm gonna i'm gonna do is try to get back on track uh and push a button that will start a series of five five minute timers like this ladies and gentlemen let's get ready to rough you some things Monologue. Today's movie monologue sponsor is uh, Deer Stalker Hats. Thank you for that sponsorship. Very much appreciated. Okay, I uh, have four movies for your listening pleasure. The first of which is called The Hole in the Ground from 2019. Oh. A young mother living in the Irish countryside. Oh, I didn't know that. With her son, suspects his increasingly disturbing behavior is linked to a mysterious sinkhole in the forest and fears he may not be her son at all. Fears as this is a horror film. Uh, yeah, uh, I think this also falls under the category which uh, we get from time to time, which is heard lots of people, or at least some people, talking of on a podcast and it sounded interesting. Uh, combined with the fact that the missus, as you are no doubt aware, you long-time listener you, uh, loves the horror genre more than uh, just about any other. So all those things combined to mean, of course, we're going to watch it. And uh, I was going to say, of course it was good. But no, not of course it was good. It was good, but it is by no means guaranteed that it will be good. 
yeah, um, so basically it's sort of made me think a lot, and this just sort of a good description of the nerd I have become, fully blossomed, uh, is the fact that I kept thinking uh, that this would be a good uh, D&D sort of <laughs> scenario, just for the reason that uh, with spoiling things a little bit, probably, as I didn't give a spoiler warning at the top of the show, even though I'm supposed to, but going forward, keep in mind, I could spoil these things that I'm talking of, and that is, uh, reminded me of the concept of a changeling, which is like someone who can, uh, inhabit the body of someone, uh, not so much inhabit, but like, get rid of the person and then be a facsimile of that person and sort of have their memories but maybe not to the degree maybe they're subtle tells uh and it, it kind of had that feel uh just in the form of a horror movie instead of D D. and the mom uh most of the time you don't think she's going crazy but there's the odd moment where you're not sure if maybe she's going crazy and this kid is not actually turning into whatever he turns into so uh for all those reasons i think i go a solid four to five yeah, I liked it. What I did not like is Leaving Neverland. Yeah, I decided to throw this two-part HBO doc into the movie monologue, because I guess that's where it fits more than anything. Maybe TV, whatever. Uh, yeah, uh, people seem to love it, but uh, I am a, a seemingly a real weirdo in that I had from a very young age, never uh, thought Michael Jackson should be getting a pass for all the things he had done. Uh, it never sort of made sense to me. It never clicked why people would seemingly ignore these facts. So I guess my one thing I liked of him is apparently now the monster that he always was is more widely known. So I don't have to uh, feel alone in these feelings. Uh, but but just knowing the things he did, uh, I, it makes me sick. And uh, and also, when it wasn't talking about those things, it was talking about boring things. So it, I sort of vacillated between being sickened by things I heard and then bored. So I uh, really didn't like this. I think I'm going to go like a one. Uh, I turned it off even um, at... Uh, probably close to the end of the first part and didn't want to watch it. Uh, like, had no plans to watch the second part, but uh, the missus apparently heard from someone that uh, in the second part it's a lot more interesting or, or not more trial-y or whatever. I, I don't know. It, it, yeah, I, I wish I hadn't watched the second half either. So, next is... Wow, that's the meanest review I've ever given of anything, probably. Anyways, uh, next is American Graffiti from 1973. Uh, uh, a rewatch for sure. This is a sort of a coming-of-age film, which uh, I always seem to enjoy, and I've probably seen this maybe getting near half, half a dozen times right now. Uh, is it George Lucas's first movie? Question mark? Uh, could be right. Uh, a couple of high school grads spend one final night cruising the strip with their buddies before they go off to college, and this takes place in 1962, which was sort of an interesting to see what things were like back then, kind of, sort of, kind of, sort of. I, I guess uh, we would need someone from then to confirm or deny that. Uh, last. Oh yeah, what am I going to give that? Yeah, uh, that's definitely a 4 or 5, because I will rewatch it uh, every couple, some odd years, whatever, because it's a good one. Uh, last but not least, uh, Holmes and Watson. Yeah, people really fucking hated this movie, didn't they? So I had to watch it. Uh, I, I don't get the hate. <laughs> like, I'm definitely giving this, uh, we'll go like a 2, which is more than... Uh, 
uh, which my thing, the the Michael Jackson one. Yeah, in fact, I'd probably go closer to a three for this. Which, if you are unfamiliar with my rating scale, uh, three is enjoyed while watching, but probably wouldn't watch again. And I did have moments of enjoyment while watching this. It's just dumb. Uh, fun, stupid, lots of it didn't make sense. You could tell uh, a lot of the jokes were going to happen before they happened. Uh, acting, you know, exists as an art form. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, it's just uh, stupid fun. And uh, for that reason, we'll go closer to a three than to a two. Today's television talk sponsor is rather a double movie monologue sponsor. Yes, I didn't watch so much of the televisions, but watched a lot of the movies to sort of clean up a bunch that I had sort of sitting around. So, I have another four movies for you. Yes, you are welcome. First movie of this segment is Thunderbolt and Lightfoot from 1974. A movie that falls under the category of wasn't 100% sure if I saw... Uh, or not think I did and think I enjoyed it watched it again realized I did see it and did enjoy it again yeah how about that for a goddamn category this came in 1974 uh it's under the category comedy crime drama which I suppose is accurate uh stars a very young uh, Clint Eastwood and Jeff Bridges among others uh, a lot of uh, f uh, familiar faces you will see. Uh, it's basically a, a, a kind of sort of kind of sort of bank heist movie with some exceptions. Uh, the the bank heist doesn't happen right away. Not that it would in any movie, but I'm saying you think it's you think the movie's going one way and it sort of goes another into this bank heist. Uh, so so that's an interesting one. Uh, rating wise, I think I'd go like a solid four out of five. Yeah. Uh, the, the one sort of knock against it, and it's not even a knock necessarily, is the fucking depressing ending, man. Jesus goddamn Christ. Without giving it away. It's just one of the most out-of-the-blue depressing endings that didn't really add anything, I felt. Uh, yeah, it's, I, I don't know what happened, but it's fucked up. Uh, the, the whole tone of the movie is, takes a sudden crazy shift uh, to the incredibly depressing, so... For that reason, I'm out. Next is Slaughterhouse Rules. And that's rules spelt with a Z, so you know it's cool. No, this didn't come out in whatever year Zs and words were really, really popular. No, it came out in 2018. What? Why are you still using a Z, Slaughterhouse Rules? An illustrious British boarding school becomes a bloody battleground. Lots of bees in that sentence. Uh, when a mysterious sinkhole appears at a nearby fracture site unleashing unspeakable horror. Is it the same sinkhole from the movie that we started this show episode off with? The, the hole in the ground? No. Similar evil things are inside. Is this a... Uh, it's got uh, Nick Frost in it, it's got Simon Pegg in it, but is it one of those movies? I suppose it kind of has a little bit of that feel, but the stars are more the kids, so maybe less of that feel. I, I don't know. Uh, it's good. 
Uh, I think all of those other movies are better. Your your Shaun of the Deads, of course, uh, Around the World, whatever that one's called, Hot Fuzz, those are all better uh, than this one, if this is indeed one of those uh, Coronetto movies, I think that's what they're called. Anyways, uh, it's not as good, still some fun. Uh, similar to a Holmes and Watson vibe in that uh, if you go in expecting some dumb, action-y, super, super bloody <laughs> points, like crazy bloody, uh, a movie, then you're going to have a good time. So for that reason, I'll, I'll give it a uh, between a three and a four closer to a three. Huh? You see what I did there? Uh, okay, uh, from stupid, dumb, action-y stuff like Holmes and Watson, to stupidy dumb action and stuff like Lake Placid versus Anaconda. Ah. A giant crocodile. <laughs> a giant crocodile goes head-to-head with a giant anaconda. The town sheriff must find a way to destroy the two monsters, the, tr- the two incredibly CGI'd monsters, before they kill the whole town. Uh, starring Robert England. Who, if you were to Google Nerd Kane Adventures, you could see a picture of a cane being signed by Robert England for some reason. Yeah, not even going to explain that. Nope. Um, yeah, this one's bad, and mostly so bad it's bad. Um, it, it's, it's a dumb, horror, but not really, creature feature, but not really. So much CGI. Uh... It's just just so bad it's bad. There's not much in the way of good in this one. Uh, so I'd probably go a two to some really low one moments. But then some just, you realize how dumb this movie is, three and four moments even. So it's all over the goddamn board in both rating and story and acting and just about everything. Uh, okay, uh, as you heard, we ran out of time, uh, so I would normally just speed through the last one, but I want to give a good shout-out for this one, because I really, really liked it. Uh, It's called Thunder Road. It's from 2018. Uh, police officer faces a personal meltdown following a divorce and the death of his mother. Uh, gotta say, my, I don't, didn't really go in with any expectations, really, whatsoever. I I forget where I heard about this one, or, or, or anything, really. But, um... Uh, of the movies, of all of these eight, this one, definitely my favorite. Uh, five out of five, easily. Uh, if you've listened to enough episodes, you will know dark comedies, the darker the better. Uh, quite often uh, hit my wheelhouse uh, real good. This one very much falls under to that category. Uh, yeah, just just the, the crazy, good, and mostly horrible things that happen to this guy in this sort of almost falling down like uh, uh, scenario he kind of goes through. Uh, just just incredible, and uh, the acting was great. Everything was great, and uh, the, the star Jim Cummings. Uh, th- there wasn't too many names in this I recognized, uh, which just goes to show you you don't need uh, necessarily giant stars to have a good film. Huh? Huh? Okay, I have a confession to make, and that is I don't have a book for you. No, 
What a horrible piece of garbage I am. Uh, no, uh, I didn't uh, finish my book. It will be in next episode. Uh, so uh, instead, uh, I, I, to make up for that oversight, I might have a little something for you after the credits. Mm, a little cleanup conversation, perhaps, mayhaps. Uh, so instead, uh, we're just going to skip the book banter and move right on to uh, something I like to call Game Gavin. So, you know, the stuff. Today's game, Gavin's sponsor, is Garbage Cans with Clocks on Them. Thank you for that sponsorship. Very much appreciated, Garbage Cans with Clocks on Them. Okay, I have a weird uh, game. Well, weird in the sense that I very rarely uh, anymore, I feel like I used to do it back in the day more, uh, bring back mobile games, probably for the reason I've just realized because I barely ever play mobile games. Uh, I, I don't seek them out like I used to. Like I would used to, like once a week, I would go through the uh, the, the free mobile apps, uh, mobile game apps, uh, and uh, would get anything that looked uh, likely. But I, I feel since the advent of uh, 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 in-app purchases, uh, it's harder to tell what is a good game versus what is not. <laughs> Whereas before... Uh, you, you, in-app purchases were the rarity when I used to game mobily. Let's just put it that way. Anyways, uh, so this one came along, which is very much an in-app purchase type one, and I did, uh, I will admit, spend 10 bucks. It's one of those ones where you could get into and spend, like, hundreds of dollars, uh, or there's that sort of one tier where they sort of make it obvious that... Um, pay this once and you'll have a, a slightly better time than if you never pay anything at all. Uh, but, but doesn't hit that level of crazy that, uh, I think I did admit on this podcast, I did once play a game like that and did spend way more than is, <laughs> I am comfortable admitting, let's just say, like a real fucking idiot and regret it to this day. Anyways, uh, the game I'm talking about, which I'm not yet because I haven't even said the name of it, god damn it, is called Merge Dragons. Oh, dragons, you say? Oh, merging, you also say. <laughs> yeah, this was a... Uh, it's just sort of a dumb... And this is what I sort of liked about it, and it hit me at a time, which is now, where I've been having some uh, shitty times at work, uh, so just need to come home and really turn your brain off. And this game where you literally drag uh, things, and that's all they are, things, uh, and put three in a row... And then when you do that, those three merge, that's uh, the name, and turn into different things. So things you can merge do include dragons, yes, but no, you're, you're more just sort of trying to clear uh, fields so that you could say plant trees. Those trees will then grow fruits. Then you merge those fruits and they turn into smaller trees, which you go into bigger, bigger trees and the cycle of life continues as far as the, the trees go. So, so fungus where you could do the same sort of cycle. Uh, there, there's, um, there's money coins, 
uh, does an interesting, even an interesting thing there where, uh, say there's three coins. Now you could pick them all up. Just pick up your coin, pick up your coin, pick up your coin. And, and I'm tapping with my finger, which you can't see because this is a podcast. Uh, or you could drag those three coins next to each other and they'll merge into a bigger coin that is worth slightly more than the total of the three coins. Yay. And then if you wait and really bide your time and then uh, do the same thing again and have three of those larger coins, you can merge those coins into an even bigger coin. So then it's sort of that uh, that, that delayed gratification. Do you want that? Of, of, of building up and up and up until you have a whole bunch. Then there's uh, there's hearts, of course. If you're going to have coins, you got to have hearts. Uh, and those are what are used to clear... Uh, the field, uh, the field that is, uh, if darkened, you can't uh, move or place things in those areas. Uh, so you, you do that in sort of uh, mini games on uh, on many fields, but then you also have your home base, which is sort of one giant map that you're trying to uh, be able to unblock from a sort of fog of war effect. Uh, and, and that's where I paid the 10 bucks. Uh, it was like, okay, pay 10 bucks, and we'll give you a shit ton of extra land that you don't get unless you pay money. So I'm like... Yeah, you know what, I'm having fun at this game, but uh, it's a little tricky uh, trying to uh, jumble everything together and, and get everything clean. That's the other thing, and I think that's sort of my main love of this game, is the fact that basically you're just moving things around, tidying them up, getting that stupid goddamn false sense of you're accomplishing something in this motherfucking life. <laughs> uh, Merge Dragons, fortify. Today's Internet Intercourse sponsor. Oh, I see we have two sponsors here. Chesterfields and Tukes. Oh, thank you for those sponsorships. Very much appreciated. Uh, first, I see we have Nardwar. Ah, Nardwar, the human serviette, you say? Uh, I feel like it's interesting because he sort of went... Like, I remember going down years and years and years ago, almost, I feel like, like pre-internet years ago, going down a Nardwar rabbit hole and, like, searching out his stuff and, like, videotape-wise and taping stuff. And uh, anyways, I, I, I seem to recall doing that and then sort of somehow... Oh, poor Nardwar, I hope he never hears this. Somehow forgetting about him. And then all of a sudden... It's, I forget how it happened. It was like a shot out of a, a bolt of lightning hit me from the sky. And in that bolt of lightning was the remembrance of Nardwar and how awesome he was. And then, looking into him, and a further bolt of lightning hitting me with the realization that he's been fucking doing interviews this whole goddamn time. And he's got a YouTube page where you can go and watch all of them. If you're a fucking real weirdo, put them all on a playlist and watch them back to back to back to back for hours on end, for days on end literally is what i did uh man nardware nardware the human serviette canadian uh, uh uh hero yeah just gonna go ahead and say it he interviews people primarily um in the music industry uh because i think that is where his passion lays um and, and these interviews are such as you will never see before somehow some way uh almost like the aforementioned changeling uh, from D&D &D, that when it takes over your body and 
remembers most of all that you know, all that you have done in your life, Nardware, I do believe, becomes the changeling to all of these people somehow, some way, and suddenly is pulling things that the people are just shocked that he knows. Shocked and sometimes almost fearful that he knows as much as he does from their pasts and of their likes and it's just an insane thing to watch like there, there there's you could watch you know what you could do for me is just watch uh one little bit uh go, uh, go on youtube and the, someone put like a bunch of clips of him together it's either called like best of or nardware surprises celebs with his knowledge something to that effect and 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 start with that and then go down the rabbit hole i did because i love a goddamn nardwar the human serviette rabbit hole is a changeling maybe the name of this episode nardwar is a D style changeling okay that's probably gonna be the title of this episode okay uh so moving on from that to this past weekend with theo vaughn and guest jim gaffigan yeah that was an interesting pair uh they both sort of described themselves as uh, uh white trash which uh, jim gaffigan i wouldn't have thought that just from what i have seen of his stage persona it seemed like a little button down to kind of kind of dude but apparently in his past and still peeking through from time to time there's some of that that old white trash stank let's go ahead and call it uh so so that was an interesting episode theo vaughn uh interesting dude reminds me of a friend of mine uh just his sort of uh, very very apt very very does a very apt job of the non sequitur so i i appreciate that uh, and, and a funny dude with a, a different perspective let's say uh, so recommend that podcast uh, this past weekend. Uh, next, we've got Your Mom's House with guest Scott Thompson. Oh, yeah. Uh, forgot about that one. Scott Thompson, Canadian treasure also. And a hero, I will say, right now. Uh, uh, Your Mom's House, one I have added to the podcast listening repertoire. And uh, have enjoyed. It's, oh, shit. Um, the hell, not Burt Kreischer. <laughs> not Burt Kreischer, but... Uh, what's the comedian there's there's things that are working against my brain right now so i'm gonna give up on trying to remember the name of the host and and instead say check it out for yourself because i got one more thing to talk about which is jim murphy game methuselah ah yes from a recommendation of matt coville uh he spoke very highly of uh, jim murphy during one of his weekly uh, running the games i do believe it was uh, so that led me to go check him out. And I got to say, he's uh, similar to uh, Matt Koval in that I did the exact same thing with all his videos on his YouTube channel, which is watch every one of them, uh, similar to Nardwar, not similar to, apparently I like a rabbit hole. Uh, and uh, he's definitely got a more old school approach to things, but... Uh, really, really, you're going to come away with it some, with some different ideas, not just, uh, story ideas necessarily. Like I do more, I find from Matt Koval as I have from Jim Murphy, but more different ways that you could run your game, different ways that you can treat, uh, a D and D game and, and think about things in terms of, um, I, I think my number one takeaway was, uh, difficulty, like uh, what D and D used to be versus what it is now, where, uh, you would show up 
seemingly with uh, five, six characters because you knew that you were going to lose some of them along the way. Whereas uh, right now I've played in a campaign where we've had some, some close calls, that's for sure, but we haven't had anyone died. And we started at level one and we're at level 20. So uh, that's more of how I have played and how I uh, have enjoyed playing. Um, as opposed to this sort of hardcore probably going to die. But I, I think there's things that can be said for both. Uh, the, the only thing I think would be a bad idea is uh, not explaining. Is thinking, uh, is players coming to the game where they're thinking it's going to be like the type I've run uh, and, and then showing up for a game expecting that and having one that it sounds like Jim Murphy would run would probably, uh, you would feel not great, <laughs> let's just say. But but he, he, he has fully said that same thing. And you know what? Vice versa, vice versa, perhaps. I, I don't know if he would necessarily have as much enjoyment, although he does seem to like role play, so... Uh, is low, you know what, I would argue against this, I've just realized, and this may be, uh, things talking, uh, uh the, 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 the role play will be hindered in his game because, uh, the characters are dying so frequently that, uh, you can't sort of get into them, get into their minds, you, uh, flushing out five backstories, uh, for one for each character is going to be less likely than flushing out one really well. Hmm. Question mark to Jim Murphy, who will never hear this. <clears throat> Anyways, we made it to the end. And as we do at the end of every show, and there might be something after the credits, is to say that it's nice to be nice to the nice. Done and done. And I mean done. Done and done. I like Ron. Ladies and gentlemen. Papa. This is the end of the show. A sincere thank you for listening. Time to plug some things and I do not mean. Buts. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes. Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email jordan.maywood at gmail.com I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory I've got a theory that it's a demon a dancing demon something isn't right there I've got a theory the best is yet to come and babe won't it be fine you think you've seen the sun but you ain't seen it shine Wait till the warm-up's underway Wait till our lips have met Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come Live long and prosper Yes, as I had not so subtly hinted, we've got a bonus clip. You're your sponsor. 
of this bonus clip conversation cleanup is your hopes and dreams. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, I wanted to throw in after watching uh, a video from uh, the good people over at Geek and Sundry, uh, Matthew Mercer and friends on making your gaming hobby a career. Yes. Okay, so first and foremost, that video. Unfortunately, if you're going to go there for tips and tricks on how to do what it says there, <laughs> you're not really going to get anything at all, which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing, just in the sense that uh, um, doing what they have done, turning their hobbies into their career, quote-unquote, uh, is extremely unlikely and something that I would like to happen, but uh, realize the unlikeliness enough that... Um, if it didn't happen, I'm not going to lose sleep out of it, let's say. Uh, so, what I've decided to do nonetheless, is because I think I will have fun doing it, is to, uh, in the vein, very much, freely admitted, of Matt Koval and now Jim Murphy, uh, among others, uh, I think I'm going to start doing some videos on YouTube uh, in the field of talking about D&D &D, uh, in my sort of thought processes processes uh around it uh tips tricks coming from uh someone who admittedly hasn't had the vast experience that they have but i also feel like there's potential that i may maybe be good at it uh, and, and be good at getting my point across the the combination of uh almost just about 500 episodes of just talking uh, uh freely and thinking at the very least that i must be getting easier at doing so i must be getting easier at doing so he says uh combined with the fact that i've devoted uh thousands upon thousands of hours of D D in one form of another be it listening to podcasts be it uh, just reading and reading and reading not only the source books and and and, and every class and uh, race and every little tidbit I can get my greedy little hands on uh, that combined with the hundreds of fantasy novels I have read uh, I think there's just put some see look I, I think maybe it has me excited. Hey, how about that? Uh, some potential that I might be good at it. Maybe. We'll see. I, I don't know. I very infrequently think I'm good at things. So the fact that I think at, at least <laughs> there, there exists a potential that I'm good at it means uh, maybe if I do some of these videos, uh, maybe if I, I, I just throw something out in the world as I've done with this podcast, something can happen. Uh, you never know. But if it doesn't, much like with this podcast... <laughs> Uh, again, I won't lose sleep at it. I do it because I like to do it, not because uh, it's going to turn into a thing. Capiche, capiche. Oh, you know what I should do? Uh, we've already ended the uh, podcast proper. This is just the cleanup at the end, as will happen from time to time. Uh, so I don't need to say it's nice to be nice to the nice again. Although it is. Uh, but I do want to uh, just a neat little bow on this will be to say uh, Jim Murphy's catchphrase that he says at the end of all of his videos, which I very much like. And you know what? I, I keep meaning to look at where it's from. And I think he must have said maybe in the first episode or something, but maybe I missed it. Uh, he says at the end of every episode, as I'm going to do here at the end of this episode, which is fight me devil's fight. For I hate peace, 
game on.